0: A very warm welcome to the Kudos community today. Kudos is a global leading provider of monetization applications for global users. It's creating a cleaner, more equitable world by making use of billions of dollars of underutilized hardware from around the world and then redistributing it for the betterment of communities and organizations. I'd like to say a huge thank you to our sponsors, AMD, a multinational semiconductor Goliath, developing GPU and CPU processors across the globe for gamers, designers, service providers, pretty much every walk of life. And to Algorand, currently building the technology that will accelerate the convergence between centralised and traditional finance, by enabling the creation of next-gen financial products. To support the Kudos Cast podcast, like and follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Telegram, and we would love to hear your comments or questions, so leave them in the comments. Thank you. Thank you everyone for tuning in to our latest Kudos Cast. This is episode four of season three. And as voted by our Telegram and Twitter community, the Kudos Cast will be a weekly podcast covering a broad range of topics. Uh, and on that note, today's Kudos Cast, I'm joined by Kate and Asan from web free hardware startup Function Land. Uh, one of the projects that we recently partnered with, uh, I'm proud to say. Uh, and we're all looking forward to you know, find out a lot more about kind of Function Land. So welcome to the Kudos Cast. How are you both today?
1: yeah, well, thanks. thank you very much for having Function land and Esan and myself
2: yeah, pretty good too.
0: So before we jump into the conversation, it'd be great to just find out a little bit about yourselves personally uh and your, kind of your journey into crypto if you like before we um before we get into the uh into the weeds about function land.
1: All right, sure. So I can um, kick us off. So my name is Kate Withers-Hess and I live in Toronto and I'm one of the co-founders of Functionland. So the original three <laughs> that had to try and really help convince others that we weren't crazy. So my background, I'm an agricultural scientist. I'm a cropping systems agronomist. And I really like data science and statistics. So I've always had that interest. Yeah. And then I've now joined the team and help with partnerships and ecosystem development. On a personal note, I am the mother of six. So during our recent stint with my wow. adventures and more recently I've had given birth to twins. So I'm Always really, really busy, but um,
0: congratulations.
1: Thank you very much. And uh, cognizant of the fact that today is International Women's Day, of course. So, um, you know, wanting to be a leader in uh, women, like a leader in Web3, you know, as a woman, as a role model to them, but also to our team. You know, we're growing our team and have lots of really strong women from NFT designers to, you know, all aspects. So exciting times.
0: Well, let, let, let me just stop this right yeah. here. So, uh, co founder of a company, yeah. uh, you have PhD after your name as well, which is just incredible. And the mother of six.
1: Yeah, no, thank you. You know, I think I'm really well supported. And I think if you spend, you know, the time and company with like X and other co founders, so even being around Esan, if you want to uh, keep up, you have to be at least mid to high functioning and keep your ducks in a row. So nothing's perfect at home, you know, it's chaotic. But the idea is, you know, let's get this seed round closed. Let's make sure Function Land is working and our Kickstarter is doing well. And then, you know, read and the names. <laughs> no, I'm just it. kidding. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. And you got you've, I mean, the bar's been set now, so I'm expecting spectacular. Otherwise, I'm afraid, you know, I'm just going to have to it, continue talking to Kate for the show. Yeah. So
2: I've, as, as you've already heard, we, we call Kate actually the superwoman of the group. So, <laughs> I'm Essan, and I'm the CTO of Functionland. I have background in electrical engineering and I've been in development for like basically being a full stack developer for the past 10 years. And me, Kate, and Kayvon, we, we all worked on two pro- like projects pr- pr- prior to this one, which then like, pr- we, we came together on function land mission, which is basically we want to enable the public to take back control and participate in the advancement of technology. So that was how we started.
0: Brilliant, brilliant, and and I've I've had you know multiple conversations with uh, your team and your third co-founder as well, Kivan, who couldn't uh, couldn't make it today, and I've uh, I've been nothing short of impressed every time as well, so. Uh yeah, brilliant. All right, well, let's 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 crack on. Um, I'm sure everyone at home, the, the the first or wherever you are listening, you know, you don't have to be at home, but um, you know, uh, might be the metaverse. Who knows? I mean, it's 2022 <laughs> after all. Oh, I'm going to stop here because I was going to carry on, <laughs> um, but you know, I think I think the first question on everyone's mind is going to be, what exactly is Function Land and You know kind of what is the vision as well just to help paint the picture before we go into the tech
1: yeah sure you know maybe i'll kick us off and then asan can really speak to the parts that will you know lead us into more of the technical aspects but you know i wanted to mention so we are function land we started out as function landers but now we have the functional elephants club so we ourselves are nft holders um of elephants and we take that very seriously you know because it's our mission um and the narrative and the, and it's very symbolic to us you know that animal and everything like that but you know the mission Essan, has always been a champion of a piece of blockchain on your desk and then i think that really resonates for people who have a desk and who are always you know working at their desk um you know for others there's also been this idea of um, a node in every home and then more recently we just partnered with the alt edge coin team you know and uh, they started talking about this a node in every abode, which I really love. And I'll just close out of this because <laughs> it really brings home this vision piece is that, you know, Jamie Burke quite recently referred to it as um, a freedom tower, a tower of freedom, what we're building, box, right? And at first, you know, I thought mm-hmm. that's really heavy subject matter with what's going on in the world. And I don't know you know, fully if I'm going to um, embody that. But then after realizing, you know, how close, like, oh, is a struggle for everyone, right? Nobody wants to be how. By tyranny or you know governments and so the democratization of data and all these things is really important as well so the vision is very large the mission is is very great and uh, we need lots of people to help execute it so I'll talk let's turn over to Esan because you may wonder (laughs) how we're going to pull this mission off
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so like I I believe like everyone now understood that from from the three one-liners that Kate said we want like one thing in everyone's homes and that the, like the, the idea behind it is we want everyone to be a participant in in like in the technology in, you know, like uh, we, we don't want people to just be users of, of technologies like as we are right now like we are right now using services from these like big tech companies without really like being a participant. They are like uh, they are providing these services, they are developing these services, and we are just users. So we want to change that. We want to give the ability, like the tools to to the people to really participate and like uh, both in taking back their control of the data and in, in actually advancement of technology so that so that they can be an active participant in in whatever they are using not just the watcher.
0: So this 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 node in every abode uh, this freedom tower. I I got to think of another one by, before the end of this so this is this is great. Um so so just just for for, for clarity this is uh, a piece of hardware that sits in anybody's home. So anyone will be able to have one of these and that piece of hardware is a storage device is that correct? Um that that uh, you're able to save files photos videos on but the whole idea is that this you yourself are storing this maybe on somebody else's device or parts of it on on thousands of devices potentially if it's all carved up into pieces rather than and and the one that's local to you is is providing storage to other people so you've got the so you've so you're not, you're not simply just storing all of your photos in your own house like this. It's still going into a cloud, but that cloud is far more local to you. It could be your neighbor down your street. Um, it could be, you know, someone within the same town, someone within the same region, rather than just going up into a Google cloud or up into AWS, you know, S3
2: storage. Yeah, or actually kind of you like. explained the function land box better than I do. So, <laughs> well, But the thing is like the idea behind introducing this hardware, like this node in every home, like the idea behind it is that as long as we don't own the infrastructure ourselves, as long as users don't own it, they need to pay rent to mm-hmm. someone else. Like, because the data that we have, that we are generating every day, like the, our, my tweets, my emails, like these these kind of data, my photos, my files, they need to be somewhere. Either it would be my own like box or my own laptop, my own computer, or it would be someone else like Google's servers. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's on someone else's, I need to pay rent to them. And mm-hmm. I don't have control basically. They they can remove, eliminate my access whenever they want mm-hmm. to. So that like that's what we thought. Okay, let's start the the, the, the process from the root. Let, let's address the root cause co- the, the root cause of this rental web, that's what we call it, and go from there. And that was where we introduced the hardware. So basically like to describe the whole ecosystem, like I, I think Pete gave a, a very good overview, but but the thing is, so uh, like, as I, I explained, like unlike a centralized server, which is operated by a single entity, we want a decentralized storage system, which are which, which is based on, on a peer-to-peer network, basically, of, of the users who each hold a portion of the overall data. And uh, like that eliminates the control of data access by a single entity, like, like how social media right now ban users and make it even harder uh like basically like this decentralization make it even harder like near to impossible for governments to block the access and uh, like at function land we we want to create this network and to create the network uh we, we need a mechanism basically for the users to promise to each other that they are backing up each other's data and they rely on each other to do so so we need this distributed ledger to keep these agreements and transactions, and like like any other distributed process, we need a consensus mechanism to guarantee this, this, this that these transactions are legitimate legitimate and they are happening right. And and like at the end, we need it to be immutable, so so that like we, we can gain like people's trust. And putting all these like things that we need together, we we we, we come at the blockchain. That that's what what a blockchain is so that's how we, we 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 put a blockchain piece in our ecosystem and then we have our protocol pieces which we call Fula protocols and they are basically to store like uh, to 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 store files to to facilitate these p2p services so to store files to share compute power and uh, like that's separated from the blockchain just to make the blockchain just a ledger for our transactions and not to store our files on the blockchain because that that would make it really hard to scale. And uh, yeah, so, so then it comes our protocols and at the like base level, it's our hardware that supports all of this and comes like pre-installed with everything on it so that users can plug it to the internet and don't worry about the technicality of the blockchain and the protocols. Got it,
0: got it. And then from, from a kind of replication point of view then, um, Let's say I mean you know the part of your what you explained at the beginning is that you know there is a there is a risk you know however low or high that is there is a risk that if you've got your um, your files stored on let's say a, a, a cloud provider's servers um, that that cloud provider could go bust or uh, they could turn off the service to you uh, um, for for whatever reason right or that that file might be lost and is you know it's centralized and so it's it's lost forever so. You know these are these are of course uh, risks so in in your model what would stop let's say um somebody down your street that where your photo or files are being stored from 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 closing that is it replicated across multiple different kind of function land towers is that how it works
2: so basically we are introducing this concept of local pools where you join a local pool in your neighborhood and each pool have a replication factor, which, which uh, dictates how many times your files are being backed up on different places. So let's say if I join a pool with multiplication factor of uh, replication factor of two, my files are being copied in two other places other than my my own box. And let's say if one of them decide to turn off their box forever for good, uh, uh, the system automatically like takes. The copy from the other two copies and put it in in, in a new place Got so it. okay like it guarantees that always we have we, we are respecting that replication factor in that. Got
0: it. okay makes a lot of sense and that's why you need the blockchain exactly why you said the need blockchain right? because um well if, if, if i if i even if i look at my my phone i know i am kind of i've i've been a, a little bit fixated on photos up until now but it's an easy one for people to kind of grasp but this can be any file um, but you know, I've 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 probably got six pictures of my dog this morning just because he was doing something funny. So I thought I'd take six pictures. So you know we're talking, you know, we are quite literally talking about billions and billions and billions of potential files here, aren't we? Um exactly. And we, data, not just photos. Like,
2: and
0: and date and, da- like, and, da- yeah, and da- yeah, I told you I was fixated on the photos, didn't I? <laughs> but uh, yeah, and and data and everything. is that's so it's um it's enormous, enormous potential. I think everyone knows that with, with kind of data and, and, and storage anyway. So from from a blockchain choice then, is this is this, you know, is this one of the reasons why you're engaged with kudos? Is it kind of kind of because of the microtransactions that you need and just the you know network that can actually support that level of um data transfer, I guess, without costing the earth in gas fees? Yeah.
1: Let me can I have, like paint a picture? And then yeah. as I can explain what's happened in this picture, but for the layman, you know, because lots of people love their Google Cloud and the convenience and how everything works right now. So mm. we really, you know, we, you just said everyone knows this about data storage, but lots of people are still coming around on that, right? Even we refer to the subscription optimizers. These people say, whoa, like, this is my Dropbox, and if I switch this to family plan, maybe I'll save four bucks, you know? But back to the picture, so Esan talked about these local pools. So you can imagine, you know, everyone has their box at home and we're doing the peer-to-peer network services. But maybe, and Esan can talk to this further, there may be a need um, for larger transactions or, you know, a package of transactions, for lack of better words. Um, And that's not going to maybe happen on the Raspberry Pi-powered box that we've created. And so there is this need perhaps for the local gaming rigs in the neighborhood to come online and be a part of this network. So, you know, I just want to really picture that, right? Because in our neighborhood, we we happen to live in a privilege perhaps but there's lots of these idle gaming rigs around underutilized machinery around or some really super talented kids <laughs> who could be doing more constructive things with their time so asan let's talk about that
2: yeah yeah like like on top of what what pete mentioned like about the speed and like the speed of processing these microtransactions that we we we, we really we really need the other thing that we 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 decided to partner up with kudos and we we really think that we can we can like Basically, benefit from it is kudos access to these like these untapped computing power, uh, which which uh, like as Kate said, our own compute power is a humble Raspberry Pi, which we we are aiming to have millions of it worldwide. But but regardless, like my, like if you have uh, like these compute like these low power devices, we really can't expect them to to do like the the, the like, the, 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 the consensus mechanisms that are required for, for, the whole, for, for the whole blockchain to operate. So we rely on Kudos and their compute power to basically share these compute power with the network, like, we, like uh, get the, 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 the extra compute power from our networks of Raspberry Pi, or whenever necessary, provide this compute power to our network to validate the transactions, basically, to, to keep the copy of the blockchain so v being a layer three blockchain, kudos is our level two blockchain. I don't call it layer two because that 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 confuses the audience probably it
0: feel it feels like uh Cinderella in the glass shoe here i i feel right it might, it might it, this is how I have to simplify things in my brain by the way <laughs> <laughs> but just you know it, you know you you are on a mission you are hellbent on this mission to democratize um uh the way that people own their data and um you know and uh we're doing the same for computing power and both of those come together and, and you know that's why we've we kind of hit it off right from the beginning because we're, we're we're both trying to achieve something of the same uh kind of thing and our networks are very very complementary to each other so that's very cool it, and it kind of brought me to a thought i was on a minibus at the weekend with a group of friends uh and uh, on this minibus <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, all, all the trips I get to do, yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, I was trying to get some sleep in the back. Um, so I had, you know, kind of my, my eyes kind of semi-closed, but I was listening in on the conversation and there was three of them in the row in front of me and they were talking about uh, NFTs. And one of them was teaching uh, another about, you know, what NFTs are. And she was like, I still don't really understand it. And uh, and the other one too, the, the, the right-hand side of uh, him, very very technical person, he's a friend I've known for years and years. He said, "The problem is with NFTs is, you know, a lot of these images are still kept on centralized servers, so they're not even decentralized." Yeah. And then, you know, as you you start talking, and I think, hang on a minute, this is this is this could actually be the solution yeah. of you know of, of everything that was said in that minibus. And I didn't want to respond at the time because it was after a week of heavy snowboarding and <laughs> uh, and all those kind of things. I was a little bit tired. But, yeah, this, this could actually be a solution. So is, is that something that you're, you're kind of genuinely looking into as well, the kind of NFT market and making sure that those NFTs, they're not only decentralized in, 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 the, in the ownership, but actually in the storage of them as well?
2: Yeah, definitely. So that's actually, like, Kate can can elaborate on that. But, but like, one thing that I want to mention is right now we have seen that OpenSea yeah. has banned some countries, right? So like OpenSea is basically the, the home to these NFTs, which are like kind of a symbol of the decentralized world, but, but still they have the authority to ban a country. And even that happened with MetaMask, right? So like this, this, these applications that are supporting decentralized web, they are like still having that central authority. Uh, and that, that goes back to what I said, like as long as people don't own the infrastructure themselves, they need to rely on others, and that goes for NFTs. Like, if we have the box, let's say I'm an NFT holder right now. Like, my NFTs are somewhere on on the cloud. I, I don't know really, but if it's on my box, I can really touch it. That that's something that that can be interesting for me at least. Like that. Okay, I have this NFT that I can touch it somewhere, so that that makes it more interesting for me at least. <laughs> yeah, Kate.
1: Yeah, no, I mean the OpenSea thing, and we can laugh about that, but it, you know it does affect some of our you know our teammates and people that we care about a lot quite. Subs- I mean, NFT artists. And um, even in our own team, you know, people wanted to put together guides on how can you help export your NFT or protect it or keep it safe. And they thought, wow, well, you're going to go out of your way to pro- provide all these tutorials and help these people. But, you know, so you mentioned NFTs and that's a great use case. We also think a lot about musical IP, right? So I always think, you know, could there be a DJ or someone who's creating their own original music or, you know, DJ sets or something? Store the music in the box, but then you know Essan and Kayvon and I will—we're we talking about that recently in a, a video shoot we did—and he expanded upon that. Kayvon did and talked about Netflix, right? So any creator can use this box to store their own IP, and then decide who is that—you know—third party they're going to give—you um, know—cuts to to distribute it or find ways to distribute it themselves. But this holder of the IP, and then um, I'll just quickly mention in the agricultural community, you mentioned how sometimes um, cloud services go to die, your apps get you know a bit wonky over time. Farmers need a way to be able to have their data in an escrow temporarily while the world figure out figures out how we're going to verify carbon, how we're going to verify regenerative agriculture. So they're pumping out all this type of data on IoT and tractors and all this kind of stuff. And right now they have to hand it off right away to third-party SaaS providers or big ag tech, and it's not their data. So we talk about you know NFTs, and that's great for the the moon boys or the NFT holders. No, I'm just kidding. I have some for sure. But um, also... All IP or well, creators, right, have um, a need for a box. We, we're starting to, to realize.
2: One window that, that what Kate mentioned opens is like, like, like right now, Kudos is saying, like, you, we, like share your spare compute power and earn from it, right, instead of just, just have some compute power on your machine that sits there. And we are basically saying, OK, now share your storage and, and earn from it instead of like just, just having it sit there and, or pay rent to, to these like central services. And this, this opens a new window because now I'm earning basically this, this, what we call universal basic income from, from just having this box that I can use to get services. So I can use this, this, this income without even paying out of my pocket to, to, I don't know, like use an alternative of Google Photos or purchase like this, this song from from an artist, without even even me having to pay from my pocket.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's ab- absolutely incredible, and I think this is, you know, said it on many uh, kudos cast episodes before. But this is the great thing about web free technology, right? It's just that the the democratization of everything really is is is, is kind of uh, how we're moving towards. We've we've talked about uh, space data. You know, we've had Sphere of Technologies on, We've been talking about space data. We've been we've had Hollywood in the first series. You know, talking about how. They can move away from the money men and be able to self fund themselves, and uh, it's it's just incredible what 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 kind of uh, you know what is being innovated and uh, yeah yeah absolutely uh, you know salute salute to you guys. Well, first, actually let's let's ask a let's ask a, a proper hard hitting question: Is this the death of centralized storage? <laughs>
1: um,
2: Kate, you want to answer the hard question? hard question, no, I think this
1: is you know this is um, a prediction. It's like visioning something out five to ten years, highly subjective. So I think you know it serves. Us all to get both of our perspectives. Um, you know, one thing I'm really excited about is I think a lot about machine learning and this idea of, you know, whether it's IoT data or patient data. So we were in the same um, cohort as Fleming Protocol, and they're looking at this patient-led, you know, health care innovation. So so these are rare diseases, and this is the data we've accumulated, and we want to help find cures for that. So, um, you know, just, I just want to mention like, on the use case side of it, there's just different ways, again, that this, um, we enable different models and things like that so what
2: let me turn it back to Esan on that yeah like well well as as history has shown predicting the future is is like really impossible so uh uh, what I can say is for sure we are seeing the start of the transition from web to web to web3 I can't say it it, it's going to take five or ten years but but with web2 being an internet dominated by these companies that rent out their services in exchange for your personal data or cash we are seeing this transition to a more collaborative internet where everyone is the owner of the internet and right now it's like some kind of limited to people who who are familiar with the web three, with blockchain or are like crypto enthusiasts in in the financial domain but we are seeing this this expansion into like areas other than like mm. uh, financial
0: I mean, especially if people can earn from home, right? Or, or you know, or earn from wherever they've got one of these devices. And how, how much would you, um, you know, do you expect people to be able to earn? Uh, give, give us a range rather than a exact amount.
1: Yeah, I mean, on the earning potential, I just want to speak to that. The very, it's not, the exciting thing is not that you can auto mine tokens at home, although that is very exciting. To me, the very exciting part is that we are monetizing open source application development so we didn't talk about this enough you know in this episode but it's very exciting because anyone who helps develop an app and that app goes on to be downloaded or used by users they're going to be rewarded and compensated you know each time so that's um a really really exciting component of it i wanted to mention but but to finish up my point before about like will there be centralized cloud you know when i'm consulting today with a lot of web 2 companies they talk about the dashboards they're going to help create or the insights or the analytics and then i say okay but Let's talk about where all that data is going to come from or where it's going to be housed. And they don't want to have that conversation. But this idea that Ocean Protocol is really pushing and also Data Union, our friends, about about compute to data. So rather than all of us sending our data somewhere to be analyzed and processed, we will hold the data. And, you know, those models and and the weights or whatever of that algorithm are going to come to the data and process it. So that opens up so many exciting avenues. Like I said, you know, patient led Healthcare, discovery, and things like that. And so the box again is this piece of infrastructure. So centralized cloud is in yeah, a lot of trouble, in my opinion. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, and Pete, actually, before answering your question, because because what Kate mentioned was was actually a use case that we we uh, initially discussed. So just imagine like having this box on your desk, and instead of you sending your information to Netflix for network for, for, for getting movie suggestions netflix sends over some information to your box as a loyal agent that's what we call it so your box as your loyal agent processes this information and suggests you movies so like this this can be like this collaborative space with these big companies right now so it it doesn't mean that they they need to go away it's just kind of like they are they, they need to change the way that they are interacting with the users and going back to the initial question of like how much it can earn the users you know like it's it's really hard to say at this point but but we are like our initial simulations showed that based on current tokenomics the the box itself can pays it back in in, in, in around six months so like the okay. user that purchases the box can get his money back so like in uh, in an roi of less uh, in around six months yeah
1: So yeah, so it's really exciting. The ROI is, you know, under a year we calculate, plus you're offsetting all those subscription, you know, costs as well. And um, yeah, so I just want to mention that. And then, yeah, the FULA token in terms of, you know, you can earn it and you can accrue it, but the idea is not to get rich from it or then sell it or liquidate it the next day. The idea is you can earn that token, buy those dApps, reward those developers, but also maybe perhaps stake it and then use the rewards of that, you know, to then go on and purchase things so there is this um flow of money but it's not the idea is not to make a get rich token or anything
0: like that Fantastic. i mean i I mean it's a utility token right and that's how it's been designed and the the utility token is is to serve functions on the network it's not as a you know it's not designed to be a profit instrument in any way shape or form because as we all know that would be classed as a security at that point so yeah yeah, absolutely so that's um so you know really really interesting points now I want to know because this is this is clearly a hugely hugely ambitious project. I know you've got the you know you were within the cohort you've mentioned a few times here, and that's with Outlive Ventures, you know, another a partner of us. You know, we 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 went kind of through the Outlive Ventures program uh, uh, as well in the early days, and uh, and you know, great team, really really kind of knowledgeable team there, and yeah, hello Jamie team and and everyone on the, on the team there as well. Um, but the, uh, you know, it's, it is a hugely ambitious project. You've got hardware, you've got blockchain, you've got software, you know, what, what's, what's the go-to-market strategy? I'm intrigued.
1: Yeah, I'll let us as to this too, but you know, it's funny, our team right now, we have a WhatsApp group like everyone does, you know, Telegram back channel, but now if someone posts a meme or a picture and the rest of the team reacts, it will just like crash my WhatsApp or exceed all my storage. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think our team is, it's, it's a distributed team across the globe luckily we have a core toronto team here but you know we're quite global and it's over i think 20 people or so right so luckily there's lots of people can bring ideas around the go-to market and we've, we've had new people for growth and community managers and things like that so i do want to ask on to um round out my answer but you know we've, we've alluded to some of these beachhead markets like the crypto enthusiasts or the subscription optimizers um hardware hobbyists and things like that you know but the developers themselves are a very important component, and I just wanted to mention. So, on our Kickstarter campaign, not only will we have the beautiful aluminum tower in all its glory, but we're gonna have a dev kit, so you can buy a really cheap, ugly you know, version, but you can start setting up the protocols and have that node and just get playing with that Web three. So, just that's an exciting on ramp for mass adoption. All right, so I'm- and,
0: and beauty oh. is in the eye of the beholder. So <laughs> <you> never-
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm to get say. Us-
2: and really, for these raspberry pi owners like they they can purchase this dev kit and play with it you know like that i, I think that would be interesting for a lot of hardware enthusiasts in
0: general yeah, absolutely and when so are you they, looking they to push off. out the, the kind of uh, the test net i guess and and then the the, the following the subsequent mainnet
2: so the test net will be live in end of q2 and then the mainnet in q4 this year and one thing that I, I just want to mention is, as you said, the, like we have a lot of hard, like basically requirements, like very, very, like these, these components, blockchain protocol and hardware, which each is, is a beast of, of itself. But the way that we are attacking it is we are not building it from scratch. We are building it on, on the shoulders of giants. So for, for our protocols, we are using like what, what protocol lab has developed for for years, like the P2P and IPFS. And for for blockchain, as I mentioned, we are not like building our own consensus mechanism. We are relying on Kudo to for for the consensus mechanism, that, mm-hmm. uh, like as as our level two basically. That that we we wrap up our transactions to it. And uh, for the hardware, we are for the initial batch, we are relying on Raspberry Pi, which has been developed for years. Like users have tested it, so like. Basically, that's how we are attacking these multiple hard to achieve, uh, like, points.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. No. All, all meets perfect. Says. And you know, I know uh, there's a there's a, there's a lot of differences here. Um. But you know, just for for the benefit of the audience um, at home as well, you mentioned Protocol Labs in there, and you know, utilizing existing technology that's already out there. Protocol Labs is the team behind Filecoin. So there might be a few people to say, "When well, how is this different to to Filecoin? So do you want to kind of just elaborate on that?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so basically, so there are like first I, I should mention that we are not a competitor to 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 Filecoin or, or other systems like StoreJ. Uh, We consider ourselves complementary to what they are offering. But and major additions that we have, like we are introducing on top of these services are we are not providing just a file storage. We are a full. We are providing a full decentralized application server to the users. And like the second, we are introducing the concept of local pools where your data resides in nearby nodes, which reduces the intermediary nodes to and increase the speed of transfers when when they want to fetch a file. We are designing it to be like uh, optimized for speed and can compete with the cloud because that's our goal. And uh, last, we are creating this ecosystem where users do not need to pay to get services from node operators. Right now, on most of these blockchains, we have the concept of node operators, which provide, let's say, storage to, to to users. And users who need to pay to get these like storage, uh, even in in decentralized world, like like Filecoin have this concept, Storage have this concept. We we are combining both these these roles, both users and operators with this plug and play hardware. Fantastic. So so users can provide services as well and get basically get get services in a zero net transaction.
1: <clears throat> I should add, we have um, Stefan from Protocol Labs and then Zach Cohen from Filebase on our advisory team. So, <laughs> you know, either they're there for the Intel or no, I'm just kidding, but you know, they're very close advisors of ours and we're very aware yeah. of how we are adjacent to one another and how we can be complementary to each other.
0: There's there's some good names. And, and and you know, we work with protocol labs as well and they're a fantastic team. i you know, I can not really ask more from them, being very kind of supportive and uh, the plan is brilliant. The team is you know growing and you've got some real kind of experience behind it I, i'm sorry kate to bring this up again but any, anyone that can have six kids and run a company is by all means is, i think it's going to be an absolute you know the, the the project has got no doubt in my mind that's just that's just superstar level that is um it's yeah true truly amazing so um, um i mean before we wrap up today is there, is there anything you'd like to share you know how can people get involved um uh, you know, is there, can they can can they start ordering hardware now? Um what's available? What's what's your website name? All all the little bits yeah. so everyone can connect to you afterwards it would be fantastic.
1: Yeah, so Pete, I just want to say, you know, thank you for saying, you know, what you did. And as a woman in Web3 and again on International Women's Day, you know, we have pitched to a lot of investors, VCs all over the world. And I really want to say that, you know, working with yourself and Matt Hawkins and the Kudos team has been a pleasure, you know, and you've always recognized me at the table and um advanced, you know, my My thinking and things like that so i'm really appreciative of that and when you talk about how we're going to grow this and go to market you know we see partnerships as being really key and we're not just adding on any partners you know it's very important that it's you know people such as yourselves who really care about uh, the web 3 and the culture that we're growing in it Mm
2: -hmm. absolutely appreciate that thank you thank you Kate, for mentioning that uh so regarding like the way to engage with the project right now like we, we have multiple channels so if if uh, users are like if if you are a developer right now, you can go to our GitHub. It's GitHub.com/functionland, and see the codes. Like uh, basically fork it, explore the codes. If you are a user who just want to get the product and get it working for you, you can right now go to our website fx.land, and pre-register for the Kickstarter. And uh, our main channel of distribution for the initial batch is Kickstarter, which we go live uh, in the end of March. And uh, anyone who pre-registers now get an email, like as soon as we go live to, to go and purchase from the Kickstarter.
0: Fantastic. Well, Kate, Asana, I, I really do wish you the very best uh, of luck of achieving all the upcoming milestones. Uh, I know you guys are absolutely gonna smash it out of the park. <laughs> And uh, and uh, once again, a huge shout out to everyone that has tuned into this week's Kudos Cast. I hope you've enjoyed uh, the conversation with uh, with Kate and Essan about Function Land, uh, and that's fx.land. dot land. So, you know, once again, go and check that out and see how you can get involved. Uh, and I think the future is very bright. I mean, we look at we listen to all of the guests that come on to the Kudos Cast. And um, we talk about all these ways that you can, uh, you know, can control your own data. You can uh, earn from it as well. It's uh, it's, a, it's a new horizon. It's a really exciting space to to be in. So, yeah, Once again, thank you everyone for tuning in to the Kudos Cast. It's been a blast. We hope you enjoyed this week's Kudos Cast, and a big thank you to our sponsors once again: Algorand, Outlier Ventures, and AMD can check them out in the description below and don't forget to like and leave us a review to support this podcast and for more content you can find us on twitter telegram instagram and medium until next time adios and au revoir